Well, it's good to be here with you. Kevin Cooley sitting here with Dad Torgerson, J.R. Bazane, Bill Plouffe, all my buddies. And uh, we're getting ready to kick things off here. I'm looking to see what podcast we're on, what episode we're on. I think we're on episode 24. If I'm uh, if I'm correct, yep, episode 24 of the Cowboy Connection podcast. Well, you boys doing all right? Doing good. Yeah, I've been good. Busy. Running around delivering calves. It's been good. Been a good fall. Wish we had the moisture, but dang sure makes keeping trucks scheduled way easier when there isn't any. So it's been good. Yeah. Well, what, uh, what do we got about weekend after next? We'll all be together in Miles City for Bronx Bulls and Bibles. I'm looking forward to that. Look forward to seeing everybody. Have a whole crowd of, of good friends and brothers together to put on a good rough stock school. So I always look forward to that, bringing my daughter with me to visit Miles Community College. Decide if she wants to go to college or just go straight ahead and start riding horses. I think going to college might be a better idea. So, you, uh, we uh, had a pretty good time in this book of Ephesians. I was just scrolling through it earlier when I was studying, thinking about it. You know, we've we've talked a lot about. Uh, grace through faith, Ephesians 2, very uh, significant passage we talked about. Uh, Ephesians 2 8 says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And then uh, we just keep moving forward. See where we, we see. Uh, just a section on prayer for spiritual strength. And then we get to four and Paul begins to talk about unity in the body of Christ. And, and at four to this point, I think that um, we've probably had our deepest conversations. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but four one, it says walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Well, I mean, it's obvious when, when you see that, right? Beginning of chapter four, the unity in the body of Christ. We keep looking. We see later on in chapter four, we see Paul encouraging us to put off the old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and, uh, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. That's, that's an important observation, you know, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on a new self created. And, and we see this message of unity continue to permeate the rest of the book. We get to five and we see chapter five 
talking about walking in love. Bill made a great observation on that podcast. Five one says, therefore, be, an imi- be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. And Bill said, you know, if we could master that, everything else would be easy. Everything else would fall into place. We see this theme continuing, you know, this walk in love. We see Paul encourage us to walk as children of the light in 5.8. We see Paul continue to encourage us in our walk. 5.11, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it's shameful to even speak of these things. In 15, he says, look carefully then how you walk as wise, but not as unwise. Continual theme of unity. And then he, then he, then he hits the, the personal stuff. He gets personal with us. And, he, and he, he says in 21, look, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then he hits the marriage. Wives, submit to your husband as, uh, as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the house. But he doesn't leave it there. A lot of men wish they would have, wish he would have left it there and not continued on. Because in 525, he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And he, and he challenges us with, with, a, with a hammer right there. I mean, that's tough. And then we see 6-1, children, obey your parents. He's continuing to talk about relationship. He says, fathers, do not provoke your children in 6-4. And then he even talks about bond servants and masters or employees and employers. And then we get to 610. And before I read 610, Bill, what's the significance of the rest of Ephesians after all of this unity stuff? Well, and, and yeah, and I brought this up before, and I think, and actually I'll uh give credit to my wife of really pointing this out but you know at the end of the day you know it's interesting because we go through all of these relational things and then we get to this spiritual worth affair you know we get to you know and and it's like it's really easy to almost take this and be almost like it's a different almost even like in a mentality of a different book even but yet it really ties to all of that that you know I, i just as i we're looking into this you know and you know, it starts out and tells us, you know, I, I, I've got it boxed in my book in verse 12 or in my Bible, verse 12 says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, you know. And so right. it's really just showing the importance of when we have those battles, when we have those those uh, uh, disunity, those things that we have to recognize that it's actually spiritual warfare and that we have to to really put on the whole armor of God. I found it interesting. You were talking about unity of the, the faith. And, and I, I put a post on, on social media here yesterday, and I thought it was a great statement. And it was by one of the controversial preachers out there, you know, and, and it, and it said, you know, I basically just said, you know, we need to go back to the Bible and re-examine the God of the Bible. And well, boy, I'll tell you what, that, that opened a can of grasshoppers. Grand and worms really ain't all that exciting to open. A can of grasshoppers, they jump around everywhere. And, yeah. you know, I mean, there were people lobbing shots and attacking, and he's a false preacher, and then you need to go listen to this guy, you know, because he'll line you out, and this guy will tell you how why he's a false preacher. And, I mean, it just really, I mean, it was like, and I, I want to just tie this into this whole spiritual warfare thing that was going on, because instantly I'm kind of ticked. I'm going like, that's an amazing quote. 
that's an amazing thing. We need to go back to the Bible and re-examine the God of the Bible. And, you know, they're all sitting there, how this guy hasn't even done it himself and on and on. And, and you know, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't mad in the aspect of, you know, I want to fight. I'm just like, why can't we take the quote for what it is? You know, I mean, it, and so anyway, with that said, you know, I started kind of getting on the, the hook and the defense and finally I calmed down and I did respond to it. And I just said, you know, and basically, you know, that, that you know, we all have holes in our doctrine. And then nowhere in the Bible does it tell that they'll know us by the doctrine or the denomination we stand for, but rather for the love one for another, you know, and, and, and I, I, I says, I don't follow. And I use that guy's name and I use some of the guys in his camp's name. I said, I don't follow any of those guys. I said, I follow Jesus Christ. You know, and I said, yes, I agree. We got to take everything back to the word and we got to measure it by the word. And so, you know, when you, you start looking at this, because that really goes into this whole relation thing, you know, walk in love. If we can master walking in love and, and you know, it's easy to spout off when you got a screen in your hand to start spewing your, your differences for something or somebody or, you know, I don't like this preacher. I don't like the way he speaks, you know, on and on. We've got to stop and say, wait a minute here. Time out. Where is that thought coming from? what what is that doing to build is it building up the body of christ or is it tearing down the body of christ and so you know that's where i start looking at this going back to your question what significance does this have to do well you know i verse 13 and i underlined it it says take up the whole armor of god i mean i was looking at this year because i i was I was cramming. I kind of forgot about this. I mean, I mean, I've studied this and I've actually taught and preached on and I was looking through them. And I mean, that just really hit me. Take up the whole armor of God, not a bits and pieces. We don't get to pick and choose what we're dressed in. We need the whole armor of God. So that way it can come back when, you know, these, these shots of, you know, somebody's back talking your favorite preacher, or, you know, even somebody back talking, you know, I tell people, I say, you know, I try not to be a violent person anymore, but I says, there's a few buttons that you push, you might get to see the violent person in me. And yet on the other hand, I have to stop and say, now, who am I wrestling against? Because, you know, you look at, you look at all of the rest of Ephesians, you know, from, from, you know, six, nine back. I mean, really, you're supposed to love your enemy. You're supposed to love your employer. You're supposed to love your employee, you know, all of it. And so we have to stop and remember, okay, we're wrestling against, not against flesh and blood, the principalities, rulers and darkness of this age. And so that's why I think this next part we're about to read is so key to get in our heart and in our minds. So, yeah, well, I'll go ahead and read it. Let you boys run with that thought. Uh, Ephesians 6, 10, finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with, with, with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation 
and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chain that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and stop there. And uh, there's just a little bit of a, of a, of an ending right there that we can close with, but boys, what do you think? Uh, Dad, JR, you got anything you want to run with from what Bill had to say or from this, this right here? Uh, no, but I guess kind of, but I just thought it was, it's not a coincidence that this is at the end of the book. So at the beginning of the book, it tells us to be the imitators of God, to be in this unity with God, to walks us through how to act in our relationships. And then at the end of the book, if we read the first five chapters as a, even as a, as a man who's been quite a ways in his walk with God, if we put all this burden on ourselves, it'll wear us down, right? That's a lot. That's that's quite a bit of standard to live up to, humanly speaking. And at the end of the book, it encourages us, in the first verse, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So as you read this book, you get overwhelmed with how you're really supposed to act, how to how to love your wife better, how to imitate God better, how to how to not get drunk with wine because it'll ruin your life, how to all these things that you think, well, geez, I, I've, I'm not very good at that. But at the end of the book, it tells us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. He's not expecting us to be able to do this on our own. We need the Lord and we need that mighty power and we need this armor and we need to equip ourselves with this armor every single day. Um, so that we can stand firm. And I thought this was, I caught this also so that we can stand firm against all strategies of the devil. So daily, the devil's going to attack us, right? The enemy's going to be coming after us. He's going to be coming after our weak spots. Well, if we will equip ourselves with this armor daily, we can, stand firm against all the strategies there isn't just one strategy that he's gonna protect us against so it isn't like we can put on this armor of god and and our life is going to be easy he's going to keep coming after us he's going to keep coming after us he, he's going to try different ways he's going to try your marriage he's going to try your friendships he's going <laughs> to he's going to try your temptations he's going to he's going to keep working at you to get you to fall apart but if we will equip ourselves and, and rely on God's mighty power and the Lord himself to strengthen us up. We get in our Bibles and, and fight the strategy with truth. If we put on the shoes of peace, if we, you know, all of these things, we, get a, we, we can stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. So it isn't just for one fiery arrow it's for all the fiery arrows so that's why it's very important to 
heed the advice here, to heed the expectation, to listen to the command here and, and don't try to rely on ourselves, but rely on the mighty power of the Lord and, and, and use the armor that he gives us the ability to use. That's good. You brought up, you, you brought up, you know, that, that, well, yours says all the, all the, you know, the schemes are attacks to the enemy and, or your mind says here, says, you know, be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And like I said at the beginning, it tells us, you know, that we're to, we're to put on the whole armor of God. And I think that as you were talking that, JR, just really made me stop and think once again, you know, if, if I go out there, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against, you know, targeted teaching, but, you know, we can get, we can read and listen to all this teaching about, you know, you got to, you got to protect your mind, got to protect your mind, got to protect your mind, which I agree. The Bible's very clear about, you, you know, taking everything captive. And so if we're just running out there, just putting on the helmet of salvation and we're trying to protect our thoughts only, well, if we don't put on the breastplate of righteousness, well, the next thing, the enemy's going to come at that, that hole in our lives and you'd be start to, to question you with your righteousness. You know, I think, you know, one that, that probably I, I'm going to, throw out there that maybe a lot of people don't put on is you know the 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 shoes prepared to preach the gospel you know how many people if you you really want to go out there and go get into spiritual spiritual warfare if you really want to go out and battle the battle you know go out and preach the whole gospel not 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 a not a prayer of prayer of you know salvation but the whole gospel you go out there you know and you start and so i guess that's you know as you were talking about the schemes of all the enemy you know that that i think that's that's that important thing of putting on the whole armor and leaving it on you know i think that's one thing i, I heard one time a guy say and, and it made a lot of sense he says you know a lot of people say the first thing i do up in the in the morning is i put my armor of god on he says why did you take it off before you go to bed because the enemy will attack you while you're sleeping too amen yeah. uh, man that's that's good man i mean you think about some of the weird funky dreams you had and it's probably because you hung the hung the armor up before you went to bed you know? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> I give Tad. I'll give you a chance to to speak. I don't want to step on you. Go if you got something to respond to that. Well, I was just thinking about. I can't remember where it's at. It's in First or Second Peter. It, it says that to be alert, uh, for the devil walks about as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. And I just had kind of a personal experience over the last couple of weeks. Um, my whole family got hit with COVID here. We've been all taking our turns being sick and I had it. I was pretty sick for a couple of weeks and, and uh, my temper just got really short. I mean, I was, I was just feeling miserable and everything annoyed me. And as you guys were talking about this, um, about how Ephesians, the whole, the whole, book is about relationships um i found myself just being you know not very nice to my family and you know and i can make an excuse and say well i was just feeling you know i wasn't feeling good and stuff like that but really when you look at it um you know sickness sickness is a result of sin in the world and and so when you talk about the strategies strategies and tricks of the devil um, you know, it says, it says there in wherever it's at in, in first or second Peter to be alert. And I didn't realize until three or four days had gone by that what was really happening. I, I, I hadn't stayed alert. 
And I just kind of get sucked into this, this kind of mindset. And it took three or four days and I started to realize, you know, there's something more going on here than I'm just not feeling well. Um, and when the enemy can put division in your family, you know, when we talk about relationships and um, unity in the body of Christ uh, in our marital relationship, that's so important that we stay in unity. And I, I finally got to the point after just kind of suffering through this for several days that, um, you know, this is exactly what it's talking about is that I, I had allowed myself to not be alert. And the enemy had come in and, and put this division in us. And, um, and I, I kind of had to repent about that and, and start kind of going back to what we've talked about for 24 episodes now, um, taking those thoughts captive, realizing what's going on is what I'm trying to say, is realizing, coming to the realization that this was a spiritual battle that we're in, not just. Uh, not just a fleshly battle. It wasn't just a matter of, you know, sickness had attacked our body, but there was, there was a spiritual component to that. And we have, and I, you know, kind of, I had to get back to standing on the word of God. I had to get back to as, as Ephesians talks about here in, in chapter six of putting on the full armor of God. And so, um, and, and, in verse 14, it says to stand your ground, uh, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. And so putting on the sturdy belt of truth, you know, the thoughts that were going through my mind weren't real. They weren't true. I, I was thinking, you know, why can't, why can't they do this? Or why can't they do that? Or don't they understand? I don't feel well and all these things. And it's like, you know, I've got sucked into the lies of the enemy. And, you know, it talks, it talks about in scripture that we're supposed to um, keep our focus on, on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm -hmm. And I'd taken my eyes off of Jesus. I'd taken my eyes off of what was really going on. I, I got sucked into that and I was deceived. And um, just like Jr. said that we have to do, that's just daily. Um, and, uh, and it talks later on in here um, um, about uh, in verse 18, it says, pray at all times on an every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then it says here, Paul is saying, just like Peter said later, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers uh, for all Christians everywhere. And I was just thinking about that kind of after the fact, after these four or five days had gone by that. You know, in every one of those situations where I was, where I reacted to somebody in my family, because I was home for, I was home for almost two weeks. And um, if I would have, if I would have, instead of reacted in anger or irritation, what if I would have just shut my mouth and prayed? Instead of reacting the way that I reacted out of my flesh how different would have that whole situation been? And yeah. so it was a great, it was a great learning experience for me. I hope I've learned the lesson, um, for, you know, until the day I die now, but, um, but that's not really how it works because as it says here, we have to pray at all times because we can be strong 
we can be standing in the day of evil in certain circumstances, but sometimes we, we, because we're not alert, we fall back into our old habits and our old patterns. And we forget that we aren't fighting against earthly flesh and blood, but we're, we're fighting a spiritual battle. And so we, we need to stay alert. We need to be alert at all times. You know, the armor of God, I think that the armor of God, uh, the, the armor of God revolves around Jesus, right? The belt of truth, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. The breastplate of righteousness, Jesus is our righteousness. Our righteousness is but filthy rags, according to scripture. Jesus is our righteousness. Uh, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the gospel is about Jesus Christ. Um, you know, the shield of faith, we talked about that earlier in Ephesians. It is by faith. Uh, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, faith mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ, right, is that shield. Our faith in Jesus extinguishes the darks. Um, take up the helmet of salvation. What Jesus did is our salvation. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. We talk about it. We've talked about it 100 times. We're going to talk about it 10,000 more times. Look. Being in relationship with Jesus Christ, being in prayer and communication, being in the word of God, being with, with accountable brothers that, that hold you accountable, that challenge you, that point you to Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus Christ. Kick your feet over the edge of the bed in the morning, and the first your first thought should be about Jesus. And throughout the day, you're thinking about Jesus in order to resist the enemy. That's the whole point of the armor of God. The greatest example for me and I teach on this all the time, is 2 Chronicles 20. Now, somebody listening might remember the old song about King Jehoshaphat, but I don't remember it. I never knew it very well. I just heard it sung. But King Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah and, and Jerusalem, right? Judah was the southern half of the kingdom when they split. To give a little background, he had in, in 2 Chronicles 17, we see that he had over a million mighty men of valor at his disposal, you know, he was a mighty king, very successful. The nations around him feared him. They brought, you know, um, hundreds of thousands of goats and sheep to honor him. He was a wealthy king, but he was a good king. And, and you see in 2 Chronicles 20, um, and, and all of 20, I encourage people to read all of 2 Chronicles 20. It says, after this, talking about some things that Jehoshaphat had, Jehoshaphat had reformed Judah and Israel brought them back around to worshiping God. It says, after this, the Moabites, Ammonites, and the Meonites came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are in, the, in Hazazon Tamar. All right, here's the significance of it, and the entire chapter is about spiritual warfare. The king just found out that three armies are coming against him, and and and. Uh, chapter three says, then Jehoshaphat was afraid and he set his face to seek the Lord. Mm -hmm. Look, we can't overlook this stuff, guys. This is it. This is the answer. The answers are in the word of God for us. You can't skim past this stuff. Look what he does here. I'm going to skim through 20 quickly, but I encourage anyone to go read it. He set his face to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. 
And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. Look, seek the Lord. And then he calls the entire nation of Judah together to pray and to worship and to fast. Verse 5 says, Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers. So in front of the, the entire assembly, he cries out to God and he reminds God of who he is and he reminds the people of who God is. And we get down to 12 and, and this king is humbling himself to the point that in, in verse 12, he says, O our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, uh, but our eyes are on you. Guys, this is, this, is, this is utter and this is total submission to God right here. As he's crying out to God, turning his face to God, instead of trying to fix the problem, instead of mounting up his armies to go into battle, the first thing he does is he worships. He just worships. 13 says, meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, their children. Now, come on. What are you, are you kidding me? They brought their children into the spiritual warfare. They got their kids praying with them. They got their kids participating in this. Kids are tougher than you think. Man, I'll tell you why, Kevin. My kids, I'm just, you know, I'm interjecting, you know, because there's times my kids will be like, they're the ones like, Dad, you need to pray, or Dad, you need to, right you on. know, so, yeah. so, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, because, you know, but just, just, I'll let you roll on here, but the Bible's very clear that we need to have the faith of a child, faith of a child. and sometimes right. I think we just need to get out of the way and let the kids do the spiritual warfare. You bet, you bet, that's a good example right here. 14 says, and the spirit of the Lord came on Jahaziel, who was a Levite, he was a priest, and he said, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed at, at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he gives, the battle's not yours, but God's. Spiritual warfare, friends, we're, we're reading it right here, right? It's about Jesus. Focus on Jesus, we're reading in Ephesians. He gives instructions. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. You will Find them at the end of the valley east of the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Ooh, sounds like the gospel to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. You don't need to do anything. It's not about works. Hey, let's go back to uh, Ephesians 2 and talk about works. Oh, for by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Hey, the gospel's being preached in the Old Testament right here, isn't it? Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. And look what Jehoshaphat does, the king of Judah. He bowed his face he bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down uh, before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. They're still worshiping. These whack jobs in the middle of spiritual warfare, in the middle of these armies, all they can do is worship God. Huh. Maybe there's a message there. I don't know. And the Levites of the Kohathites and the Korah Korahites stood up to praise the Lord 
the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning. Apparently, they went to bed after all this. Ah, I, I don't know. That seems silly to me. Go to bed. Apparently, they decided to go take a nap, go to bed. If we're going to go to battle tomorrow, let's go to bed. They rose early the next morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord, your God, and you will be established. Believe in his prophets. Believe his prophets, and you'll succeed. All right? That's the word of God. Believe the word of God, and you'll succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise in holy attire as they went before the army. So what you're telling me is they put the choir boys out in front of the army to go into battle. That's weird. That doesn't make sense. But God doesn't make sense. And look at 22. This ought to remind you boys of something. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, praise the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. They destroyed each other, guys. When Judah, in 24, when Judah came to Watchtower of the Wilderness, they looked toward the horde, and behold, there was dead bodies lying everywhere. I'm skipping some. They were three days taking the spoil. It was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the Valley of Barakah, which means blessing, by the way. There they blessed the Lord. They worshiped, they worshiped, they worshiped. They went into battle worshiping. They continued to worship while they collected, and they finished by worshiping. That's spiritual warfare, guys. Mm -hmm. I look at this full armor of God, and I go, man, they're, they're, it's all over the scriptures. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus. That's what the, the armor of God is. If we look over at uh, Isaiah 58, which is interesting, that Jehoshaphat declared a fast, that Isaiah talks about two different kinds of fasting in Isaiah 58, the fasting of works and the fasting of faith. And he says in 58.8, he says, look, if you fast the proper way, if you obey God and fast the proper way, not expecting gifts and blessings, but by doing it out of worship, then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Notice the armor of God doesn't have any, doesn't say anything about the back. But over here in Isaiah, we find out that the glory of the Lord is our rear guard. Well, it's interesting. If you just jump over one chapter to Isaiah 59, 17, you see the armor of God being put on display right there. So there's something to this armor of God. There's something to this connection with Jesus Christ. If we're connected with Jesus Christ and, 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 and putting him on, Put him on. Well, he's our rear guard. He's going to protect our backside. He's going to give us strength to move forward as we're putting on the armor of God. It's just, to me, this is, this is just, all the evidence is there for us to realize that every conflict in the world is spiritual warfare. Bill said it, scripture says it, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. 
you and your kids, Tad, you and your family, they weren't, you weren't wrestling with flesh and blood. You even acknowledged it. If your kids would have turned around and said, you know what? I'm not wrestling with dad. I need to pray for him. I need to, I need, I'm, it's not him. It's the enemy, you know, using him. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers. And we're given everything needed to battle against that in Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll stop and let you guys go. Something, you know, I absolutely agree. You know, Colossians tells us, you know, clothe ourselves with Christ or put Jesus on. And I, I mean, I, that was good. I, I, when you were going through the armor and just, it's like, man, that, that's a whole new level of revelation to just think about, you know, Jesus is this, Jesus is that, Jesus is this. But the one thing, you know, and, and I know Jesus is a rear guard, but, you know, I, I think from, from a military standpoint or from a, you know, a standpoint of, you know, it, we, and I absolutely agree. I've always said that Jesus is our rear guard. But the thing is, is that the, the, what the, the, he's obviously we're clothed in him. He surrounds us. But take that armor of God and it's all on the front side that we're to be really, um, I was going to say offensive, offensive. We're, we're really to be proactive and, and moving, <laughs> moving ahead, you know, with with the way that the, the whole armor of God is. And, you know, I was there again at the beginning of, of uh, our chapter six, verse 10 in Ephesians, you know, there again, it says, finally my brethren be strong and i underline that and put a line up there and i says that's a command it's a command that we're and i mean it's all through the bible i mean in joshua be strong and of good courage be strong be strong and so you know i just really think about that that you know we're to be strong in the lord and the power of his might and so if we're proactive in, in our relationship with god if we're proactive and the spiritual warfare is going to come i, I mean i I've, I've yet to figure out how to escape it. I mean, I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't know. I just, I give up on trying to escape it. And I'm just like, okay, it's, it's here. Now, how do I, how do I address this? How do I battle it? How do I be proactive? And how do I not attack my family when I don't feel well? Or, you know, my coworker when I'm mad at him or, you know, and, and I guess that's what I keep seeing here is that, you know, it's all the front side of us. Yes. The Lord is our, the glory of the Lord is our rear guard, but it's on the front side of us. And to me, if it's in front of you, that means you always need to be pressing ahead. We have to be proactive with our relationship with the Lord if we're going to truly be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Mm -hmm. Man, it wasn't that good that you all are silent. I mean, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> You want to escape the uh, whatever you said there, oh, the spiritual warfare. Um, take your armor off and quit living for Jesus. It's a pretty easy way to escape it. You, you, you don't escape it. You mask it. As soon as you put the armor on and you start battling with God as your rear guard and the armor of God, the, the, the fight is on. When, when your feet hit the ground, I've, I've, it's not unique to me, somebody else's quote, but I want to be known as the man that when my feet hit the ground, the devil, the devil goes, oh, crap, he's awake. And, and that's exactly what you're saying. We got to be proactive. When, when our feet hit the ground in the morning and, and we equip ourselves with the armor of God and we, we 
seek our day to be of service to somebody else, to shine the light of Jesus, to to do the works that God has called us to do, to fulfill these commandments that are in the Bible that we're supposed to do and to preach the gospel to other people, the battle is on. So mm-hmm. the it's it's not life is not easy. Being being a Christian, following Christ does not make life easy. The battle's on. You're gonna there's gonna be hard times. There's gonna the devil's gonna use his schemes to trick us, to to lie to us, to 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 get us to fall into our flesh. Um my little brother's in the army and and I keep trying to push him to 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 go be a ranger. So if you're gonna gonna do it, you might as well be the best. Go be a ranger. And I've watched a lot of documentaries and stuff on special forces. And I've never heard any single one of them say that that boot camp is easy. I've never heard any single one of them say that war is easy. I've never heard any one of them say say that that fighting is easy. The fight against the devil is not easy. It's 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 a work and it's tough and it's hard. But if we just do what verse 10 says to be strong we don't it it, it's easier and it's 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 obtainable with the lord it's not easy by ourselves it's actually even way harder when we try to put it on ourselves so the whole point of this is just like what you guys are saying to keep your eyes on the lord be strong in the lord and in his mighty power to to put on god's armor to to all of these commands none of them are spoken to us like we're supposed to handle them by ourselves all of this is with the lord on our side the Lord on our side is what makes us strong. The Lord on our side is what pushes us through the battle. The Lord at our rear guard is what gets us into the next day of battle. Every day should be a battle. So we should wake up expecting a battle and knowing that we're going to push through it on the other side because the Lord's on our side. When we put on, when we keep our eyes on the Lord, and we, when we put on that, that armor, that should give us the, the, the courage to press on, to, to, know that when when it's tough and when it's hard and when the the it looks like the devil's winning to push on because we know who's at our rear guard we know that we're with the lord he's gonna push us to the other side no matter how many enemies we are facing if we're an army of one facing a million enemies we got the lord as our rear guard we're we're gonna conquer the million enemies because the lord said so and and i'm relying on his strength not my own and on his mighty power not the power of the flesh and it's not supposed to be easy we're folks we're we're supposed to expect battles when we wake up when we're living for jesus exactly yep you can't avoid them you know, like you said, you may be able to hide from them. You may be be uh, hiding them. But if you're living for Jesus the way we're commanded to live for Jesus, you better anticipate spiritual warfare. That's all there is to it. Go ahead, Tad. Shine light on them. I was just uh, something that Kevin said. I can't remember exactly what you said, but um, made me think about Psalm 27. And it says in verse four, it says, the one thing I ask of the Lord 
the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. And what that's talking about is just that desire for us. You know, the scripture tells us that, that if we, if we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us and that he is our hiding place and that he is our shield and our buckler. And, um, and so what it says, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to be in God's presence is to be in that intimate relationship with him. Because just as Bill had talked about, um, you know, we're supposed to be imitators of God, uh, back when we were talking in chapter five, is, is that's kind of where the rubber really meets the road, is that if, if uh, and it says, uh, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. And to me, that's just that intimate place when you are in the presence of God. And when um, you were talking about King Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles, you know, worship does that for us. Is it, it when we're in worship, we we take our eyes off of our circumstances around us, and we just when we enter into true worship, we just enter into the presence of God. And it's just like, you know, you can be struggling with something, you can be in a dark place, but once you enter into his presence, none of that stuff matters anymore. Mm. And we get, and it's, it's during those times that, that, you know, that we recognize God's righteousness. We recognize, um, our faith is increased, um, peace comes into our life and all those all those all those individual items of the of the armor of god god gives us those things when we're in his presence and so worship is so important um you know it's i was at church tonight and and uh and uh jake who does our our wednesday night services he was talking about you know, sometimes we just don't feel like getting in God's word. We're tired. We've had a long day. It's just so much easier to lay on the couch and to grab the remote. And we never are refreshed by that stuff. Um, but if we would just have the habit or the discipline to open the God's word and, and then we enter into that, into his presence through the word, um, all of a sudden the spigot comes on and we start being refreshed and, mm-hmm. and it's just, just as Kevin was talking about earlier, it is all about Jesus. And, you know, we can, we can, and we should, as Bill said, you know, study, study certain specific things, but at the end of the day, it's just being in, being in the presence of God. And what an awesome privilege that is that we even can do that. And the only reason that we can do that when it talks about coming boldly to the throne of grace is because of what Jesus did for us. I mean, we, none of us can boast because everything, every good and perfect gift comes from, from God above. Absolutely. 
I just want to interject, you know, because I don't want it to be that people feel like discouraged. You know, I mean, I absolutely agree with you, Jr. That, that it's not easy. It's not easy to be in battle. A former military boot camp was not easy. I mean, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I mean, some of the experiences you have in the military aren't easy. War fighting is not easy. You know, being a former wrestler, you know, I understand that, you know, you do not wrestle against your wrestling as its demands. But I just I, I just really feel like of the Lord that I I need to encourage people that's listening here, because, you know, if you don't I mean, and, and I don't think this has been a discouraging conversation by no means. I'm very encouraged with it. But but I think the thing is, as I was thinking over here in Romans chapter uh, eight, it talks about, you know, uh, I'll just read from. 37 on but it says yet what yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There's spots in the Bible that says, if God be for us, who can be against, can be us? against us? It talks about how Jesus himself has already made a public spectacle of our enemies. And so I just really wanted to encourage, you know, as we've been mm-hmm. talking about this, that, yeah, there, there, there's, there's, I mean, work, I guess, if you will, there's, there's, there's effort, there's, there's even physical exhaustion that can come at times from, this spiritual warfare but on the other hand we can find this place of peace knowing that you know we're more than conquerors in christ jesus uh, through him who loved us and you know i mean who who, who wouldn't take a risk if we knew we could win 100 percent of the time think about how many times all of us sitting here have taken risk and rodeo or something else throw out some money on the table not knowing if we're really gonna win or not and yet we did it anyway but you know really engaging in spiritual warfare even keeping ourselves in this this relationship with God at the end of it all, we're going to win. And, you know, I, I know this is, this is a bold statement, but, you know, I just tell people, I said, you know, really death for me doesn't bother me one bit. You know, they just look at you like crazy. I said, well, my Bible tells me absent the body is present for the Lord, you know, with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, Christ is to die is to gain, you know. And so at the end of the day, if we truly believe in Jesus, if we've asked him as our Lord and Savior, we have nothing to lose. I was sitting actually in an interesting statement yesterday. I sent at the sale barn and there was a trucker sitting in there and he made some comment. Somebody said to him, he says, well, yeah, if you do that, I'll murder him. Murder. Yeah. And he, you know, just, they were joking to him and he says, yeah, but I don't see the downside of that. I says, well, I'm going to tell you, I says, you know, um, if you're not right with Jesus, there's going to be a really big downside to that. But I said, if you're right with Jesus, you're right. It's all gained to you. And so, you know, I think that's the whole perspective we have to have that, you know, if we're walking with the Lord, if we're serving Jesus, if we're going full on after him, there's not a thing we can lose. You know, yeah, you might lose finances, you might lose, you know, different things, relationships. You know, I think there's times in, in our walk with the Lord and some of the spiritual warfare we we're in, we lose some relationships at times. But on the other hand, is it always bad we lose those relationships? You know, if, if, and so I just, you know, I guess that's what I wanted to encourage with everybody here is that, you know, I don't want this to be like, man, all it's going to be is we're just going to be in a fight all the time and it's hard and it's tiring. And yeah, you're going to be in a fight. But on the other hand, just remember you're fighting from a place of victory. You know, you're, you know, at the end of it all, we're going to win. 
Amen. Yeah, to yeah, your amen. point, Romans 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And you know, what's, what's even better, and the closer we get to Jesus, the more I understand this, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. So even in the midst of the spiritual warfare, that knowledge of Jesus Christ that brings us to peace, but also the, the hope of what we what is to come um, is 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 such a rewarding blessing. It's such a it it provides me with so much strength, with so much um, understanding, so much peace, whatever, everything, you know, strength. It it it, it provides me strength in the midst of it. So. Yeah, to your point, Bill, it's right there. Uh, we've been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah. uh, but that, that you know, it, it becomes even deeper as we pursue him, as we cultivate that relationship with him and make him our priority. And so, you know, the, gospel's, the gospel is there. Um you're going to have hard times, whether you're with Jesus or you're against Jesus. Uh, but with Jesus, we have peace. Uh, you profess Jesus as Lord and Savior over your life. You begin to, to step into a relationship with him. You know, Bill said it. He draws near to us. And, and it's just so amazing, isn't it, to be in a relationship with him that way in the midst of it. So, um, Amen. Yeah. So any final thoughts on Ephesians, boys? We've we've uh, we've come to the end of Ephesians. A couple weeks is all it took. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just run through it real quick. Right, Ted? Yeah. Yeah. We just, just kind of waited through. <laughs> I, I'll be honest when you when whoever said that, oh, we'll spend a couple of weeks in there. I was like, Man, we are just gonna read it and like you know hit, hit pause or what? But well, anyway, no, it. it's, been, it's been it's been a great study. You know, I I appreciate all. That. I mean, we obviously have missed some of them as we all have and stuff. But 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 it's been it's it's good. It's it's I've I've learned from y'all and gleaned and and just been a really good book to, to challenge. I've always enjoyed the book Ephesians. I thought they thought it was a pretty fun. I'm pretty, I don't know what the right word is, but I've always liked the book of Ephesians. So Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure where we're headed next, but I, I believe we'll, uh, we'll come up with something and we'll figure out what's next on the, what's next on the docket. So you boys. Leviticus. Let's go, let's go for Leviticus. Let's let, come on, let's do it. I was thinking Revelation. Why not Revelation? So, I, I think I'd tackle Leviticus before Revelation myself. <laughs> the only thing I ever get out of Revelation is, well, we win. It's it when it's over, we win. So. <laughs> oh, mercy, mercy. Did, well, Bill, didn't you didn't you have something in Deuteronomy that you wanted to 
Well, uh, I, I'm sure Sylvan's, Sylvan's competitors here this weekend, hopefully he listens to this before then. Uh, they'll, they'll enlighten me on that Deuteronomy scripture. So, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, boys, I'm sure excited. I can't believe an hour's already up. Good gravy. That went quick. I feel like we just started and it's already over with. So, But I look forward to seeing you boys in Miles City next week. And I uh, look forward to starting our next, uh, our next conversation, our next Bible study. So, Jr., you want to close us out in prayer, brother? Absolutely. Lord, I just thank you for the day. I thank you for your technology and allowing us all to get together, to worship you, to learn, to grow, to equip ourselves and to encourage others lord i just pray that that this message goes out and reaches those that it needs to reach and i i pray lord that uh, your glory shines through i pray that it leads people to you i pray that it leads people to equip themselves with the tools that you have given us with the armor that you have given us with the with the armor that you that you set out for us to step into that it encourages people to step into that to grow and to know you i just i just pray lord that 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 you bless that you bless these other three on this podcast lord as they are growing me and and encouraging me i just pray that that you continue to use this podcast to 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 reach people and to shine light in this dark world lord we, as we said through this whole book of Ephesians, it's all about knowing you. And I just pray that, that you continue to grow us and, and draw us near to you and, and fill us up so that we can, that we can continue to shine light and lead people to you and grow your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I just pray that uh, you bring the moisture on this dry, parched land. I just pray that you, uh, uh, blanket those ranchers out here lord that are that are that are in desperate times that are having wrecks with their their breed up and and that high priced hay that they could find a way and that the way is through you lord let them stand strong in you and in your mighty power and i just pray that over all of us in jesus name i pray amen, amen. Well, thank you, boys. You can uh, reach out to us at acowboyconnection at gmail.com. We'll, uh, we'll answer your, your, your email, your prayer, with prayer, with, with uh, direction, whatever you need. And uh, look forward to seeing, uh, seeing you soon. God bless.